Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. What up, y'all? I'm DJ Super Soap. And I'm Lil Blaster. And we're bringing you amazing happenings for the Super Dope. Tenth Annual Kickspin Underground Rock Festival. You want fans? Your ears will play. We've got Rat Ball, Slit, Third Earth Sex, DJ Deucegrow, Mrs. Potato Dick, and more. It's the most underground festival ever. No water bottles, no protection from the sun, and absolutely no porta john We didn't sell out and get you a bunch of porta johns yo. You want bathrooms? Oh, we've got bathrooms. They're called your pants. <laughs>
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the festive Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, and as you appropriately said, I am quite festive. Mm -hmm. Really excited for today's episode. What's the theme? We're going to be talking about festivals. It's uh, that time of year, summertime, uh, when uh, basically anything from your local bands playing outside a street dance or something like that, all the way up to gigantic three-day monstrosities like uh, Rocklahoma and those kind of things. So we're going to cover all of it. Correct. And, and why don't you do a, a quick recap of it? You've already, you know, you've already done a, a few, and we'll go into Northern Invasion in detail soon, but give me a lineup of, because I know there's the one that are the more you know, newer bands, and then there's the, I forget the name of the one, too, that's coming to, to your town that, that has more of the older acts, too, that's there once a year. So why don't you kind of break down your itinerary where, where we're going to use our, our music from? Certainly. Um, well, it started for me this season, this year, whatever you want to call it, uh, festival season 2016, yep. with uh, Northern Invasion, which they expanded to two days this year over in Somerset, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Next week, I'm heading back to Wisconsin, uh, much to my chagrin, <laughs> for uh, a three-day monstrosity of heavy metal called Rock USA Oshkosh. Uh, there is a warp tour I'm supposed to go to at the end of the month. I'm trying to get out of that. Every one. year you and, do, but you go. Yeah. And at the end of the summer is uh, a thing called Grand Rock Timber, which is, oh, I think Striper is going to be there this year. Vince Neal, whatever uh, Bobby Blotzer calls his current group of touring <laughs> musicians. And uh, it, that's a two day thing. It's kind of fun. A little more laid back. That's uh, that's more for the old timers of us. So. Yeah, and, and just to go into that, just a quick Bobby Blotzer comment. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know how things are quote news now, and on Blabbermouth they'll say, "Hey, somebody played a show, and here's some clown on YouTube, uh, you know, that had a camera there and filmed 19 of the songs." So here they are. And I, I looked at one of them, and it, it turns out I think what Bobby Blotzer does every show is he walks out and validates the fact that it's still rat because he did like a speech for like five minutes saying, "You see, we oh. sound good." This is still rad. I am now looking more forward to yeah, it. Yeah, like he, he does. So just just know that at one point he does a bit. So enjoy it. <laughs> He'll come out to show that he, you know, the real, the only member left comes out and talks to the audience for five minutes. And <laughs> and uh, people throw tomatoes at him. He goes back behind his kid. I'll make sure I'm filming. Please do. Uh, I look forward to it. But, yeah, so... I am in Denver now, as I've mentioned. I'm, I'm in the official new studio, studio that I did a complete and extreme makeover for. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. Sounds great. Well, thank you. No more echo. No more. Uh, hopefully, no more children coming in as much because I am in a basement where I have many doors to seal me off from <laughs> the family. They have more obstacles to get through. And that's kind of like your setup too, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm in a basement. Um, uh, our kids are gone though. Yes, so. I know. You, you're in a much better situation. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I sometimes I say children are is like an eighteen year long practical joke that your your parents put on you. Uh, it's more like twenty two. Twenty two? Oh yes, they stay a little bit longer. You say? Yeah, you know whatever. Yes. But anyway, going back to the show, I am like I just mentioned. I'm in Denver. I was in South Florida for for you listeners who heard the past episodes. So. 
I hear there are fewer Eddie Trunk sightings in uh, Colorado. <laughs> That's right. He does not come. Yes. That, <laughs> if you're here past episodes, Eddie Trunk is at every concert, emceeing it and opening it up. So I don't think he'll be out here as much. I think he has a timeshare down there in, in Florida. But regardless, I mean, I've, I've escaped that. And <laughs> I hope it's a timeshare. Yes, share. Uh, that he got tricked into that but as well. But, you know. Got free tickets to Disney World. <laughs> That's right, for a three-hour presentation. And... Anyway, so I, I I think you you summarized it best for me getting out here, and that was that I was so excited to be here that I had to go see you know a show. There's so many cool venues, everything from obviously small clubs that are you know legendary out here, plus Red Rocks. But what was what was the first concert that I went to? Or well, it was the Hell's Bells thing, wasn't yeah. it? So how did you summarize how how happy I was? to be out here in a way to go to that concert. <laughs> I don't recall specifically, but I was just, you know, clearly if you're going out to see something like that, you went by yourself, correct? Yeah, I, I didn't even, I basically we put the kids to bed. It was like nine o'clock at night. I don't really know. I'm fucking leave no, it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know anybody really out here yet. So I, I just said, fuck it. And, and what you did say is you go, uh, to, to put it mildly, you're so excited that you're thrilled on paying $28 to go see a female ACDC tribute band, correct? Uh, yeah, and I'm, by the way, I am very happy for you. That, that kind of excitement uh, is contagious. You know, we've, we've talked now for about a year just doing this show. I've gotten to feel your frustration. Uh, so it's nice that uh, you're, you're somewhere with a little more opportunities. Oh, my gosh, great. As as Everything's show. a 10-minute Uber ride if you want to, you know, play it safe and everything like that and it's, it's spectacular. I've never lived in an environment like this. But but yeah, so the first show I go to, which could be a train wreck, but I've actually seen them, I think, at Rock in the Range a couple of years ago. But, you know, Hell's Bells, all-female all ACDC tribute band. And, and I heard them before, but they only played like a five or six song set at the Rock on the Range mm-hmm. as a warm-up gig. And obviously in that situation, they're going to play all, you know, back in black. They're going to play Shook Me Out. Any chance that was also like on the first night? Yes, it was. Correct. Like by and there's a bonfire or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, okay, it's, yeah, it's like the warm up gig. But you know, so I was like, eh, I'll go check them out. And man, they absolutely killed it. I mean, I was there. I basically smiled for ninety minutes. But they were playing more deep. Tr- <laughs> they were playing. I was just thrilled. You know, I could go see actual rock, even though it was a cover band. And so we're I'm at the show, and they started playing after the second song. They started playing some deeper tracks, like "If You Want Blood, You Got It." They started playing. You know, cool. Sin City, um, which isn't that deep of a track, but yeah, I was about to ask you what constitutes a deep track for them because honestly, I think ACDC could play twenty songs of my choosing, and there'd be probably another ten to fifteen I wish they played. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, but uh, I think I think you know, I, I, if you want blood's a good one, Sin City kind of. Yeah, answer. I know, but but basically, I could tell that I think a deep track is when you look around and half the people don't know what the hell they're listening to. <laughs> okay so you know you got your casual and stuff like that but they played like five or six of those and one of them was a song i hadn't heard for whatever reason forever and it kind of summarized my my feeling about coming out here to denver and that is that i made it out without a bullet in my back and that is the acdc classic which we're going to kick off today's episode jailbreak there was a friend of mine on murder and the judge's gavel fell Jory found him guilty, gave him 16 years in hell. He said, I ain't spending my life here, I ain't living alone. 
All right, so Baco, you have been writing a lot of articles recently before we go into the fest deal for Decibel mm. Geek, correct? Kissmas in July. That's right. And well, it's my favorite band, so this is the month I really slam everything in there. And usually put out three or four articles, if I remember. Yeah, I think I got, I'm going to end up with four this month. That's awesome. So. And why don't you recap, how many have you done so far? Well, I, I did a review of a, a new book called The Encyclopedia of Kiss, which is exactly what it is. It's an alphabetical list of things and places related to Kiss. Uh, so Kiss fans are going to love it. Um, I don't get much no. out of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a reference book, but you know that uh, Kiss Alive Forever book, how many fucking guys on Kiss Facts have commented about how great that book is, and it's a, a, it's a book of lists. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that so, whole thing where people say, like, hey, I went... It's a great uh, book. No, I, I mean, I don't get the whole thing where they say, like, oh, I've been to this town, and I went to this place where they stood in front of a photo shoot in, in, <laughs> in 1979, and they glanced to the left, and like, oh, my God, it was great. I took a picture of it. You know what I'm talking about? I think some are more monumental than others, but uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know. But what's the next one? What's another article you did? Well, uh, the <laughs> it is the the, the, the one about uh, I ranked all the uh, KISS members current and past as far as their musical output outside of KISS after being in KISS. Yeah, non-KISS, KISS albums ranked or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. Yes, and... Uh, it's pretty much an undisputable perfect ranking, and <laughs> anybody who ever reads it would never disagree. Yeah, nobody. Other than the ten people who have commented on it. Yes, um, who have co- one of Sinzak's friend called me a hack because I said uh, I basically referred to John Karabi and uh, Bruce Kulick as C-listers. Wow. Yeah. The well, I mean, they are in the ranks of rock. I love them, but oh yeah, no, that's I wasn't. A sh- that's just where they are. Yeah. You know, I. I guess it maybe sounds like a cheap shot, so. But I have just whatever that guy's name. I don't want to pull him up, but uh, <laughs> I have listened to the records. <laughs> yes. Well, here here's the thing: is I have realized, and by the way, I think that in, you know the internet is filled with lists. I don't think there's ever been a list put together of of those albums. You know what I'm saying? And cool. yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm not aware of one either. It wouldn't really shock me though. Yeah. Shock me. Uh, nice, nice, but. <laughs> I finally figured out your writing style, which you've perfected over the years. <laughs> and that is every article of yours is a 1,000 word lead up to a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, quite, quite, uh, <laughs> quite a legacy I'm leaving for uh, my, my kids. But w- with that said, that one has, I think, five. And I, I was just dying laughing how you kept uh, <laughs> p- putting them in there over and over again. But uh, f- highly entertaining read. I would definitely recommend our our listeners go to decibelgeek.com and, and check it out. But I, you know, I, yeah, and definitely. And if you do, go ahead and share your opinions too. It is just my opinion. I, I some people do take a little more serious, and I knew that going in. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's it's just it's what I think, and I'm having a lot of fun too. Exactly. And what I did like about it though is that you are definitely not a nut swinger when it comes to albums coming out. I mean, there's definitely some critical views, which I, I agree with. One of them that I really agreed about is how you kind of threw all the, the Kulik uh, albums together and, and gave mm-hmm. it a six. That's what I would give it to. There's some great stuff on there and, and some, some things that I listened to after our uh, groundbreaking Bruce Kulik interview last year that go check it out in the archives. And I started, yeah, I think musically he has a lot of really um, he has a lot to offer. Uh, I, I I think he's he'd be stronger working with uh, 
a melody and a lyric writer and probably a, a singer. Yeah. You know, he's not no. the greatest singer in the world. He'd probably tell no. you that too. But there's a lot of really adventurous stuff on there. If you just like listening to some good guitar playing, and it really just shows you kind of how handcuffed he was when he was in Kiss at the beginning. I think so too. A lot, but on Audio Dog, there's a ton of songs that sound like they were Gene Simmons. You know, like here, here's a song for writing for him. But mm-hmm. anyway, going back to a recent one, the reason I talk about the Nut Swinger is I've heard a lot of people, a lot of podcasts talk about how great this Ace Freely Origins album is. Oh, God. And you gave it a, a two, which is a a, a perfect grade. Uh, two out of ten. Two out of ten. Not five. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, like a five star deal. Yeah, two out of two out of ten. And I think that was even pushing it. I mean, we're going to... I did too. I, I listened to it I think, three or four times when I was reviewing it. And I haven't felt the urge to listen to any of it again. No. And, and the biggest clusterfuck on that album is... Rock and Roll Hell, right? Oh, God. Yes. I mean, that com- pretty much summarizes why Ace should not have been on Creatures of the Night. And thank God he wasn't. Yeah, so I, I I hadn't actually put it that way in my head. It is all it did was make me want to listen to the Creatures of the Night version immediately, just to yeah cleanse my you know, brain palate, get that out of there. Uh, it sounds like a demo too. The whole that it's did you even go in and master this track? You know, it's just uh, it's just sloppy. All of it's kind of sloppy, and it is there's really hardly any memorable solos so you know i do want to feature something out of it you know you give it a two so there's got to be one or two songs you dug uh which one which one do you want to feature oh what was one that had john five on it is that parasite yes that's what the double double solo where he does his yeah uh, kind of a variation so it's got that that extended solo is kind of cool yeah i think that was if we got to play one let's play that's all i'm saying i do think that one does sound pretty solid and you can't really go wrong i can hear versions of parasite all day long anthrax's version etc and it's all as kick-ass so why don't you intro it parasite baby Lady, Paris 
right, Parasite off of Origins, Volume 1. Do you really think there's going to be a Volume 2? Oh, dear God, I hope not. <laughs> what a lazy uh, bastard, right? Oh, yeah. I, 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 God bless Ace, and it, it, I don't... Look, he's entitled to do what he wants. At, this, at least, I think, at this point, if that's what he wants to do, and he's having fun, go do it. I really don't care. Um, was, but I'm not going to pretend I like hey, it. If you've, seen, you, you've seen him live at least once or twice in the last couple of years, right? Since... Yeah, yeah. Any good? No, not but not, not by <laughs> Ace really standards. No. Yeah. I, the band sounds sloppy, mainly him, to be yeah. honest with you. But I thought bringing Richie Scarlet back was a great idea, and then I saw it, and I was just like... He runs around like a clown. Well, that's not so much the problem. I mean, the band just doesn't sound cohesive. I, a part of the deal is that, you know, they don't tour tour, you know what I mean? Like, bands, there's a lot of fly-in dates, and I don't right. know that they're really rehearsing a lot leading up to it so i gotcha yeah was that actually reminds me that reminds me too of you know i've i've, I've i saw another cover band lineup that i i felt i needed to go to because it was exactly a mile away from my house and definitely kiss related jog almost yeah so there was a lineup check this out first off there was a motley crew cover band called hooligans holiday <laughs> now, did they do karate era stuff? Well, on? unfortunately, I was not able. The gigs the started at like seven, and I could not get out of the house until like nine. So I missed that one, which I was really right. interested in seeing. But then there was two other cover bands, one called Circus, kind of like the magazine. And yeah. then there was another one with the greatest name I have ever heard, which I uh, saw on another bill recently, too, opening for Slaughter, which I chose to not see because i didn't need laughter yes because i didn't want to see them play eight songs as a headliner and also the opening band was called mr steak <laughs> all right what's mr mr steak is a band that plays all 80 songs because i think they thought it was clever that they named it mr steak which was a was like a ponderosa in the 80s do you remember mr steak at all I don't. Yeah, I, that's what it was. Maybe it was just in my my Maybe. fine town. It sounds somewhat now. And now I now that I hear the whole thing put together, it kind of it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, but, but they they are not good. They're not good at all. They wear wigs. They're kind of like a steel steel panther, except they just play you know covers and stuff. But anyway, so that the point being is the headliner was. And I'm going to read this to you because I want you to pronounce it. The headliner was R. O C K I S S I T Y. R O C K I S Rockicity? Pronounced Rock City. Rockis yeah, Rockicity. Rockicity. You got that? Isn't that the worst fucking yeah. cover band name you've ever heard? Yes. Okay. Are they a KISS cover band? <laughs> yes, they are. That's why I'm saying this is related after the A song. But uh, you know, I saw this, I'm like, okay. But they were uh, so basically, they were on they were on band time, which they were supposed to play at ten. I got there at nine. The second band was on. You know, it started at seven. So, you know, it's getting to eleven, eleven fifteen. I had to go through two of those those uh, cover bands, not including Hooligans Holiday. And I was getting exhausted. I mean, Mister Steak. I, I I left, but but basically there was, it's this place called Herman's Hideaway, and pretty small place, but there were some. Some people dressed up, which I assume were the band, in full a uh, full Kiss gear. Okay, either that or they were. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen people dressed up as Kiss to see a Kiss cover band. <laughs> no. Okay, so that's why I'm I'm guessing that it was it was them or super fans. So I I started. So I was, I was really. Bo oh, 
I got when, when you're done, I got something. I got to chime in on that. But let's finish you first. Okay. So anyway, so I was you know, I was bored as hell. This is another one that I just went to, like a lonely old man. Um, and you know, I went I went there and, and I was bored. So I started taking pictures of these guys dressed up in Kisker, like you know, ordering a drink, which I uh, post on there. But one of them was that I was in the the bathroom, and right when I was leaving, uh, the guy that was Gene Simmons walks into the bathroom. Okay, and yeah. You know, I walk by him and I'm like, first off, he was five seven. Oh, I might have seen these guys on YouTube. Okay, he's like five seven, and that's with the boots, so he is. Yeah, it's got to be the same and then, guy. The, the ace was a girl. Okay, and and anyway, <laughs> so that I'm, I I leave there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a funny picture. I'm gonna take a picture of Gene Simmons leaving the bathroom because there's a big neon sign that just says men above it. You know, so I'm like, you know, just take some pictures like that, which. Will look yeah. pretty funny. I, I, so I'm sitting by the table near there. I wait two minutes. I wait three minutes. I wait five minutes. I'm like, I think Gene Simmons is taking a huge shit. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I'm like, he is not coming out for a while. It's, it's gonna be a lot of undressing. Just I know all that leather and stuff like that, and and st- what era costume straining. I mean, I just imagine. But anyway, so I'm waiting and waiting. I'm not kidding you. Ten minutes go by. I'm like, this guy's fucking Superman. I'm like he must have taken off his mat. He never came out. There's no there's no hidden door back there. Gene Simmons went out into the bathroom, and he must it must have been like a fan and just said I'm exhausted from wearing this makeup. But I never saw him come out, so he must have just changed his clothes. Um. Well, he could have been beamed up to the Enterprise or something. <laughs> I don't know. So you got anything else to say? Oh, just real quick on that. Um, you you remember the the Kiss conventions in the '90s? Of course. That the, the official yes. ones. And, and uh, most of them had a Kiss cover band that would close the show. Okay. All right. At the Kiss convention I went, in addition to the cover band that was booked, a local cover band came. Like, they, they just like everybody else, paid $100 for each of their tickets. <laughs> okay. And But they dressed up as a cover band. And then a few weeks later, um, in one of the local uh, free newspapers that were a lot of bands, you know, when they're playing live, you know, the, but that band was called War Machine. It was like... As the War Machine, uh, as seen at the Kiss convention or something like that, you right. know, they basically implied they were the band that played there. But like, it was no, no you, you just dressed up. Yeah, no, it's you, it's, you, it's it's a, it's a clown fest most of the time. I appeared there too. Then I might as well put in all the Jesus Chrysler ads. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Like, like I oh, I see. They never even played. They just walked there. They're just walking around, right? Right. Yeah. 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 They were they were fans like everybody yeah. else. But. Hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's. I usually go because you know I enjoy the train wreck and it looked like it was going to be one. And I will tell you, I, I I couldn't make it. I actually went home. I didn't even see them play. So I don't know if they're the greatest Kiss band or not. So we're going to move on from yet another classic Cobras and Fire tangent where we did not stick to the theme of the show. And let's go back to it. Fests. 
festivals. What's some of the bands you saw at Northern Invasion? Who'd you interview? Who'd you like? Oh man, um, you know, it was, I thought it was a weaker lineup than last year. And, yep. and even if I condensed it to like just my, you know, and it was over two days in three stages. So that's that's saying something, if you ask me. But I saw Rob Zombie was always a lot of fun to to watch live. Sure. Um, uh, Disturbed was the second day headliner, and I don't know if you like it, they're fine, yeah. I guess. Uh, that's my way of saying I don't like it. Blackstone Cherry was really solid. Uh, surprisingly, I, I really didn't think I'd get it, uh, dig them as much as they're I did. Great live, the drummers like Animal from the Muppets, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, they they were great, and then um. Like uh, as you know, um, my, my three highlights were Monster Truck, Glorious Sons, and Red Sun Rising. Three fairly new bands, two from Canada. Yep. Um, the Great White North, as I like to call yes. it. And uh, they, they, it was just amazing. I also saw Ghost for I think a third time, and they're always fun. Um, and uh, a band called Avatar. I enjoyed the show. I wouldn't say the music so much, but the the singer um, is a clown. He's got a huge accent, and he's alarmingly aware of how it comes across. <laughs> almost like yes, ghosts, yes. very much too. Um, where they know that there's a like they almost sell the accent as part of the show. Um, they were just real quick. One of the funny things when they ended, he's like he kept calling us Wisconsin all right all, all, during the whole show, right? And then at the very end, they're doing that thing. I'm like, thank you, Wisconsin. I love you, Wisconsin. Man, I really hope this is Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, kind of like a band on tour. Yeah, like the Spinal Tap thing. Metal. I, I watched them dance to play, and I'm referring to the musicians. Um, I had a debate with uh, two people who were not in a state to uh, argue with what my ears were hearing. But almost anybody with uh, any attention span and wasn't inebriated could clearly see that this everything you were hearing was... You know, piped in for for, Ava- for uh, Avatar. No, for uh, Baby Metal. Oh God, yes. So th- the singer had a live mic, but the other the, the two other girls did not. Um, so she might have been singing some of the time, and the drummer was hitting his drums. I love how people always act like because of that that you're hearing, but no, everything was pre-recorded. So you did. I, I think I already knew that. You were shocked. You thought they were actually going to play their stuff, right? Yeah, I thought that there was an actual band, and that the girls up front were kind of the gimmick. Uh, but the whole thing's a fucking sham. Um, and they, of course, didn't want photographers. Uh, so so there was, I had no photography privileges for the pit for them. And now I know why. Because yes. you don't want to get too close and see that uh, some of the times I'm not even hitting the strings. So. No. that's And also a band that I at least think is a gimmick is the Butcher Babies. Yeah, I didn't get to see them because um, uh, who were who they playing at the same time of? Oh, Ghost. I was like, I had to choose between the That's two easy. of them. And I, That's oh, very easy. Yeah, it, it really was, because I like Ghost. Um, I actually enjoy their music and the show. But I did kind of want to see the Butcher Babies. A, I got to interview them, so it really would have been decent. Plus, you know, they, they do kind of, there's a visual element with the tits and ass and oh, stuff. Oh, of course, so. yeah. Attractive ladies, but the, the music just sounds like, to me, it's it's just noise. It's like, I don't know, it's like a screamo punk yeah. thrash thing. I don't know. Whatever. Uh but overall, it was fun. I, I think they could have. I honestly, I kind of prefer these things kept to one day. Oh, that's that's the whole thing. Were, like I told you, I told you it was going to be two days this year, didn't I? Uh huh. Yeah, because that's what they do. Next year it'll be three, or or yeah, at least and, half and, a day. They'll stretch it out. They take the same 
the same lineup, even though it might even be weaker, and they stretch it out. They capture you in there. They sell you your $8 beers and your $10 (laughs) hot dogs or whatever the fuck, and they just milk you with a schedule that... You- yeah, and, and they also cut some corners on porta potties. <laughs> uh, the bathroom situation was horrendous, and I'd, I'd been to a lot of shows at this thing, and uh, it, it was amazing, like how, like when even when like bands were playing, how hard it was to get into. Like, fortunately, we had with the with the um, the press passes, we got to use the VIP toilets, so that was kind of in and out. But <laughs> I always liked um, the VIP they- toilets. Pay extra to yeah. have a special pisser. Anyway, so you so why don't you kind of break down? And I'll, we've ranted on the previous episodes about my feeling about how they just stretch these out with uh, questionable bands. There are some definitely some other bands they could put on there, but they said the same. Did you have to go through Seether? Was Seether one of the bands still there? Oh yeah, Seether was there, and they were, I've seen them uh, I think twice before. Yes, and I don't know. Maybe they need a couple more musicians to fill it out, but they always sound like shit. Oh yeah. And them and Chevelle. Oh I, God! I Chevelle like three times. Okay. And it's just like I don't mind the music when I hear it on the radio, but when I when I see them live, it's like, do you guys have a sound guy? Do you do you rehearse? I don't understand. I can't even put my finger on it. What it is that that's off, but it doesn't sound clear or concise. It's it's like they're using a different PA. No, Chevelle. I don't know. Chevelle. I would like to interview them to just. Uh, they're always in the way for me before like a, before yeah. like a headliner it, it fests there's, there's one coming up where i would just like to interview and say like um how does it feel to to take every kind of fest to a grinding fucking halt right before the the headliner shows oh, up shit. i mean they are so boring lives yeah. that i don't even like the music to begin with but that's kind of what i thought i was going to get with blackstone sherry so thankfully they were a nice a little a refresher for it's me. completely different style too but anyway so let's move on to bands that you like all right well let's uh i gotta uh probably talk about the record and the band that i've been listening to the most in the i don't know the last couple months since the uh, uh, northern invasion and that's the glorious sons and i had a chance to talk to him a little bit and the singer um when i was talking to him he was he was drinking and it was clear that he was starting to feel the effects of alcohol, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. He wasn't hammered, and he was not incoherent or stammering, but he, they didn't play for another couple hours. Um, and when I did see him, <laughs> things had changed, uh, and he still killed it. He, his uh, physical movements were Questionable. somewhat uh, affected by his ability to walk across the stage, but, you know, by the alcohol, I'm saying. But, yeah, and he busted his mic stand. He tipped over his drink in the process. and. And at no point did he not sound awesome, though. I mean, I, I think he's got a very natural, raw talent, both as a songwriter and as a singer. And that album, uh, The Union, is fucking amazing. If you if you like hard rock, now it, it, it's not metal, really. It's it's got almost a southern rock feel. It's to a classic it. sound. But it is the, the record is so good. The, the songs are so fucking good. And, and if you buy it on iTunes, you get a song called. Um, uh, sometimes on a Sunday, which is a very outside the box for them. Actually, I, I thought it, I was surprised that that was you know kind of in the same loop, but it, it's a pretty cool tune too. No, th- that said, yeah. what do you any comments? No, I you like absolutely it? I like it. That that was one of the bands that you know I, I just heard, and it just sounded like a a band that had been around you know forever in a, in a good way. You know, they just sound like a mm-hmm. just a, a classic rock band, and it's definitely not. It's not metal. It's it's hard rock. It's just classic rock, pretty much. And I like it a lot. In fact, I'm trying to think of the 
I know which song you want to feature, but I'm trying to think of a song that I swear I, I don't know if it's a cover or not, but it's so great. I think it's Mama. Yeah, it's not a cover, but, that, but it doesn't. It, oh, Mama! But does that down by the river? Yeah, it feels like it's been written. It, it feels times. like it's been written by like CCR or something like that, like back in the day. Uh, the Union's a great song. Yep. Um, I've got Lightning. That's awesome too. The whole thing's the good. Opener, it's just, it flows. It's, it's yeah, very honestly. The every I, I, when I put the record on, I play the whole thing. So do I. Now I would the song I'm about to feature. I'll tell you this though. When I, I downloaded the record the night before Northern Invasion, I, there was a few bands. I said, "Well, these are the, the newer ones I've been hearing good things about." So I, I grabbed a bunch of them and just threw it on. And when this song came on, it, it's like it got to the chorus, and all of a sudden, I just stopped what I was doing, went back, restarted the song, and. I've fucking played this song probably 200 times in the last month and a half. I just I can't get enough of it. It's it's amazing how simple and mind-blowingly better it is than so much stuff out there. And the fact that it's not just dominating radio right now is kind of frustrating. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, I, I – what is the song's name? The song is called Heavy. Dance. Come heavy or don't come at all. You leave your peace at home, that's your call It never paid to be merciful Come heavy or don't come at all
All right, again, that was Glorious Sons with Heavy off the album Union. What a but anyway so he's not talking about panties ladies hey now so why don't, why don't you take it what, what do you want to talk about next well uh you have a festival coming up there in uh in the the rocky mountain area there don't you i do i do i uh thanks to you and working with connections that you've had with northern invasion i'm going to the first ever High Elevation Fest, which is this September. It's the first, huh? Yes, as far as I know. It'll be two days next year. (laughs) Yes, it will. And it's at this place called the Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. Again, 10 minutes. It's it's a damn damn, uh, anomaly. Everything is 10 minutes away from me. But, you know, so I'm going to, you know, I got the hookup. I'll be in the... The photo pit and whatnot, and the lineup is, on this one, definitely questionable. The bands that I do want to see are Shaman's Harvest, T- Texas Hippie Coalition, and, yeah. and as well as, of course, The Great Volbeat, which we'll definitely talk about later. But, you know, it, it's suspect. Like I don't, Another one of these bands that I'm eh on is the headliner is Avenged Sevenfold, which they're okay. Yeah. They keep showing up on all these things, and actually, Volbeat is touring with them as the opener for them. Metallica. Well, then there's that too. There's the Viking Stadium. Oh, yeah, I thought that's where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard. We have a new stadium here in the. 20s. I have, and what's the first band to play there? Luke Bryan. <laughs> is it? I thought it was the other one. No. Yeah, he's on the night before Metallica in Vincent. Oh my goodness. I'm doing my. That's my Luke Bryan impersonation, people. <laughs> it's spot on. It could be any country singer. But, you know, uh, yeah, that one is Volbeat, Avenged, Metallica. And they're actually touring together. At this point, I think the Volbeat should be co-headlining with, with them and not opening. But, I mean, their, their album, Out the Gate, 50,000 copies, correct? No, number yeah, yeah, four, yeah. I think it ranked, which is a great sign. You know, if they would have done it like a week earlier, it would have been number one. Yes. And, you know... But I'm going to feature, we'll talk about Volbeat in a bit, but yeah. but as far as the band I'm going to feature next, that is... One of your favorites, right? It, it is, in the last couple of years, and that's Shaman's Harvest, which I would put down as a band with a silly name, but a great band. I, I have no idea. It's either, I've heard it Shaman, I've heard it Shaman, and actually <laughs> I heard it both ways, that I just saw them last week, actually, the... Uh, but it's actually Shaman. <laughs> it's the third version, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, man, I just saw us Shaman. Yeah. So I saw them uh, about four years ago at Rock on the Range, and then again, I mean, they were great then. But now the fact that they have all this great material from their last album, which is oh god, Broken Guns and Smoking Hearts, or Smoking Hearts and Broken Guns. I always screw it up, but it's a great album. Definitely recommend seeing them i can't wait to see them again in a couple months but i am going to feature uh the leadoff track from their last album but do you have anything to say about them as well um i i'm not as quite as familiar as you you've exposed me to a couple other songs and they're quite good um i should probably dig back into it because i got a feeling it's worth it so yeah i think it's along the same lines as kind of the glorious sun's monster truck that kind of zone but here is the kickoff track from that album called dangerous
All right, Baca, why don't we talk about a band that's at many of the fests that you're going to this summer, as well as you saw them recently, I believe, in a, their own show with Wilson. Oh, that's right. They're at Rock USA, too. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Well, Seether. No, not Seether. Not we're talking about. We're not about. talking about Seether. <laughs> no, ever. Uh, if you would have heard us all, well, the, on the part we were talking about leading into this, you would have got that. Um, uh, uh, Loose Cannon hates Seether. Shine Down, of yes, course. Yes. One of the uh, once in a generation singers, I believe, as I call him. Yes. Brent Smith. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're a good band. Um, I, I, we've talked about them in the past, but. They've kind of lightened up a bit, very much. So, but so we, I definitely like their older stuff, not their last two albums. But yeah, like, tell me kind of about the experience you had with their their show when they played with with Wilson, and then when you saw them in Northern Invasion, and obviously you're going to see them a third time within 12 months, which is crazy. But <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, they were at uh, uh, the Myth here locally with uh, Will. I went mainly because I wanted to see Wilson right. again, uh, and. Uh, but, but, you know, they're a good band, so I stuck around. I, I hadn't seen them prior to that. And it just, it, the first four songs were pretty good, but then it just, it started, the show had a weight to it. It, it felt like, just wrap it up. I want to go home. You know, I mean, it was almost like you were talking about with those cover bands. And yeah. the singer just wasn't really into it. And he sounded phenomenal. It, so it, performance-wise, I had no issues. It just lacked any energy. volatility or energy. or You know, just... It, and so I expected the same thing at Northern Invasion. It was pretty much the opposite. He was uh, engaged. He was smiling. He was moving around. So I don't know if he was sick or something. You know, when I saw him the first time, maybe he was just powering through a bad night. Uh, but it was a much better show. And it was, you know, a shorter set, which I'm okay with. Sure. But, uh, uh, but they were great. And uh, now I'm kind of back on the shinedown might be all right. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, and you can examine them coming up here soon as well. That's just—I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a, a band three times in a year. That's just kind of funny. I saw Wilson three times in about a, two and a half months. Oh yeah, okay. That's, I heard about them from Boba right, Flex, as you right. know. By the way, um, re- real quick, se- real quick segue on that spectacular interview. The last episode, oh. great interview. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and. And we um, we did get a great response to that. Just to mention that we, anytime we interview somebody, we always want to give them their proper respect, just like we do with the Bruce Kulick interview. And that is to send out a press release. And <laughs> what was the headline we came up with for the the press release? Uh, the headline: um, Boba Flex singer uh, supports remaking Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park with current lineup. Yes. <laughs> correct, correct. Because, you know, as you do, you sign up for these newsletters and how many of these emails do you even open when you see the headline? Oh, almost none. Uh, like Doro has a new lyric video. Okay. Great. Great. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's uh, most of the bands are not even that known. No. And, and right now people are listening are going, who's Doro? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they have they're always boring, like they're just generic, you know, PR fodder. So we decided to, to spice it up, and it got picked up by Brave Words and a couple other sites, and we got some great traffic on it. So word to the wise. And you should really take more credit for this, Luce. That was a brilliant move on your part. What, as far as the press release? Yeah, the, the you know, we talked about it a little bit, but that was your call to go with that as the uh, 
as, as the headline for the press release because then, yeah, Brave Words picked it up and ran that exact headline. And the best part is they didn't feature anything about Boba Flex. They just said pictures. <laughs> and the actual, I think, the entire movie streaming on YouTube. And it's like, oh, by the way. But I wonder... Well, and then we had some people that actually listened to the whole episode and, and that commented that they are now kind of on a Boba Flex bandwagon. So I'm glad we at least exposed their music to some... But if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back because it's it's a pretty fun interview. We don't get into a lot of the typical no. shit. But um, just to summarize, this is I'll 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 do the whole conversation. For those who don't know, I'm a that's my idea. I want Kiss as they currently are to remake it, but I want it to be intentionally funny, and I want them to have like Peter Chris do Eric Singer's voice, those kind of <laughs> things. But. You know, and they'll never, they'll never do it because none of those guys even have a sense of humor. But uh, I just asked, we were talking about cheesy movies, and I asked, well, do you like Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park? And he says, yep. And I'm like, I think they should remake it with the current band. And he's like, so do I. <laughs> that is the entire conversation. We didn't get into it at all. No, so it's kind of like a little bit of a bait and switch, I guess. But I don't think so because it kind of gave the, the idea about how the, the interview was going to go, which is just a bunch of ridiculous questions. But No, it really is. And it was a fun, and it, yeah, thanks, Sean. Yeah. Uh, thanks uh, to. The whole Boba Flex family for being so and, cool. And we plan on ha- adding uh, more interviews coming up here, hopefully soon, with uh, some of the contacts for coming up here or some, some fests. So, yep. anyway, we're not going to feature any Boba Flex because <laughs> that entire well, episode is... They have to play their entire catalog. <laughs> right. so. But, anyway, so why don't we move on to... Uh, we were talking Shinedown. Didn't you want to play a Shinedown I, I do, song? I do, yeah. What's... Let's play one that I know you have some aversion to because of the fact that it involves the word boom. Because you do like that one Blackstone Cherry song, Boom, right? The uh, <laughs> Blame it on the boom boom, yeah? Blame it on the boom boom, yeah. There probably is not a, a better song to uh, turn off. <laughs> so so I, I figured I'd throw this one at you. and, and we could... a, l- a little trivia on this song, though. Did you know that that lyric is from a uh, Congo poem? of some sort and it was Sylvester Stallone who commissioned Shinedown to write the song and insisted that Boomlay Boomlay Boom be in the song. I did not but but back it up it's for it's what? What were you saying again before the Stallone part? Oh, it's uh, some I don't know Congo uh, a poem by somebody from the Congo region of Africa. I if I get deeper, I'm going to sound even dumber oh, than what I wait. just... Oh, wait. That, that's right. This was on the soundtrack for The Expendables, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two or three. But, okay. Uh, got it. So here's Shinedown before they got really crazy-ass modern and uh, turned back the guitars and everything like that. Here is Diamond Eyes. You gotta be 
Don't worry, I'll be fine. The story is just beginning. I say goodbye to my weakness so long to regret. Paco, I'm going to throw it back to you now as far as another band that you interviewed, I assume, one of your picks. Yeah, I talked to the, the guitar player Jeremy from Monster Truck. That interview is available on Decibel Geek YouTube. I, I had some um, technical difficulties, so a lot of these things that we're talking about you can't even see. But that one is quite fun as well. It's only about five minutes, and we almost only talk about hockey. So, <laughs> All right. Towards the end, we mentioned the band. Yes. So anyway, what what uh, they, they were great live, yes, they were incredible. I mean, it's, it's, I, just like the other two that we talked about, Red Sun and uh, the Glorious Suns, uh, that we'll call them the, the Suns, um, a band that I really want to come back through and like now I want to see kind of a full set now that I got kind of a sampling sure. size on, on, the, on the third stage over the, at Northern Invasion. Um, but yeah, there, there's a song off the new record, uh, Sitting Heavy. Um, the whole record's really solid, by the way. Uh, but I love the song "The Enforcer," and um, and if if it's all right with you, Lewis, I'd uh, I'd really like to play it right now. You definitely can. We featured them on a previous Double Shots episode where we played the first track, "Why Aren't You Rocking?" Question mark. That's a great song. Yes. Rock and roll, gonna save my. That's life. right. It's kind of like, um, ladies and gentlemen, from like Cheap Trick or oh. Whatever, Sergeant Pepper. It's, it's just that, Psycho Circus. Yeah, any of those. Kind of like a, just a kickoff. You, did they start? Did they start? Did they start the uh, set off with that? I assume. They did. That's what I figured. And then, of course, the spectacular "Show Me How to Live" or "Don't Tell Me How to Live." And so, you want to play the Enforcer? I do. Here it is.
All right, I think that's enough new rock for this episode. And oh, are you sweaty, Luke? I am. I'm sweating. I'm rock sweaty. Rock sweaty. <laughs> and I think we're going to wrap this up and then turn this into a two-parter as usual. So yeah, we'll keep talking about some of these fest bands, new new music from bands on tour this summer. And you want to add anything else? Yeah, you know what? Uh, don't forget to swing by Facebook and click like on our page. Share us. Share the podcast if you could. Uh, you can find it for free on iTunes and SoundCloud. Is there anybody else, anywhere else? I mean, shit, you Google Cobras and Fire podcast. You'll, you won't find anything find else. You won't find anything else with this, that stupid of a name. So it'll pop right up. And, and go to a music festival, you know, small or big. Just get out there and uh, spend a little money on uh, some uh, some music. So help, help keep people... Uh, that give us this music uh, a way to make a house payment, you know. Exactly, and don't sleep on the early bands. You'll discover some stuff like we're we're featuring on the show here. So, all right. Yeah. If anything, do the opposite. Leave during. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's what I usually do. The headliner I usually give give. <laughs> I usually give zero fucks about, and I just leave. So yeah. it's good for the old men like we are. But uh, all right. Till next time, everyone. Bye bye. What up, y'all? I'm DJ Super Soap, and I'm Lil Blaster. You are fans, your ears will play. We've got Rat Balls, Slit, Thurder Sex, DJ Deucegrow, Mrs. Potato Dick, and more. It's the most underground festival ever. No water bottles, no protection from the sun, and absolutely no porta john. We didn't sell out and get you a bunch of porta johns, yo. You want bathrooms? Oh, we've got bathrooms. They're called your pants. <laughs> underground enough for you. Try to dethrone last year's mud-eating champ, Ass Dan. Everywhere you look, Mad Crunk's gonna be popping off. We got loose alligators up in there. Chomp on some stiff meat. Come have sex with the Iron Sheep. And did we mention bands? There's gonna be Donkey Cross. Good. And don't miss a very special encore performance by Mrs. Potato Dick. They my boys, always spraying the crowd with cat piss. Ha <laughs> hell yeah. So many fun events. And you know you gotta get in the worst He-Man impression contest. Just look out for last year's champ, ass 
damn. For sure. And if that wasn't enough for you ninjas, we got a mad list of special guests, yo. Like Mark Furman from the OJ tribe. The Mac guy, Justin Long. Snapple Lady. Turtle from Entourage. Miss School Magazine, 1997. And NBA All-Star, Dirk Nowitzki. Shoot a BB gun at you in an open field. You want to get sick as hell? Helicopters going to spray your ass with viruses, yo. Viruses. <laughs> memorial service for Ash Dan. <laughs> so get your tickets now, ninjas, for the 10th annual Kids Fit Underground Rock Festival. And get ready to be truly underground. Kids Fit Underground Rock Festival. See you, ninjas, It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.